Video Game Pulse. Episode 295. I am Millennium X17. And I am Dr. Katakita. And I thought I am bro. Oh god, run away. Yeah, I know. I don't know if this is good supervision or not. No, mm. I've not got a lot and it's quite flat. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it's any safer. I know. How's everybody doing? Not bad. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait for it. I know. Yeah, anyway, it's the new year. Yes. First show of 2018. Yep. Anything going on? Um, not particularly. No, there's not been a lot going on here either. I know, it's been pretty quiet over the last two weeks. I have a cat in my lap. Yep, shiny charm in effect. Yes. I am currently... I should should boot Pokemon up just to use him as a shiny charm. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I'm four days into Articuno right now with no luck, and he's been on my lap a lot lately, so... He's really making it work. Trying to. He's trying, but this one's a bit of a battle. Hmm. Yeah, you're making me want to boot that game up. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's uh, there's not much going on for, especially even news. It's only been two weeks. Everyone in the video game industry is only getting back into, yeah, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the been swing off. of things. So there's not a lot of news. Uh, oh, I've got a bit of a side note. So there's only a couple bits of news, and only one YouTuber has asked someone to hold his beer recently. Oh my god, <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, I actually do have a bit of a side note which I forgot about. What's that? Gaming related, actually. Uh, I had a bug on a mobile game. Mm-hmm. I emailed them on Christmas Eve. You know, sent a support ticket through. Yep. On Boxing Day, so the 26th, they actually got back to me about it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it took them two days over the Christmas period to email me back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if people, like, if people like idle games, get Pick Crafter by 5 Amp. It is also on Steam now, just released. But yeah, those guys' customer support, I cannot commend them more for getting back to me in two days over Christmas time. That is really good. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same way with the uh, Factorio devs. That oh, God, they don't they even don't want to put sleep. the keyboards down. Yeah, I'm actually surprised with it being, you know, typical idle game on a phone. Like I said, it's on PC as well, but yeah, two days. I cannot fault them for that. Yeah. Bringing the uh, Factorio devs, so they don't sleep. I'm convinced that they just don't don't sleep at all. I don't think god, Five Amp do either. My god, they have put out so many patches and bug fixes since releasing point sixteen. It is insane. That's good though. Like every other day, there's a new patch out. Yeah, I know. They even had another one today. Yeah, I know they did. We're up to what point sixteen, point thirteen. Thirteen or fourteen. Then you've got the other end of the spectrum. A- A.K.A. people like Nexon. So yeah, there have been 13 or 14 patches since that uh, launched. And it's just like, guys, like you guys are amazing, but it just go spend some time with your families. Yeah. Like, you deserve a break. <laughs> yeah, you've got know- the good side of the devs, then you've got people like Nexon that don't fix a bug for 10 years. Yep. Yeah. And then you got the people that work for EA. 
<laughs> yeah, they're on a whole other level. Yeah. Mm. Like I said, I don't think there's much going on for side notes. It's been pretty quiet. Yeah, it has. Yeah, that was my only side note. Mm. So I would say if that's the case, then we might as well head on off to the Ismails. Yay. All right, Ismails. We've got two of them. Wow. I know, Jesus. shocking. Should we go for the one that we got on uh, Christmas Eve? We got this one. Oh, uh, yeah, let's do them in order. Mm. Let me just make sure that's the, the only two that I had. Wait, the mouse is freaking out. Stop. Freaking oh, out. God. Uh, let's see. Uh, yes, that's the that's the one yep. I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Yotaro Vegeta. Hello, gang. What better way to usher in a new year than by talking about things in the past people barely remember? I would just like to point out that the Special Olympics. Oh, remember how last oh, episode, yeah, last yeah, episode yeah. we were talking about how is a special, you know, Jeff Keeley's Circle Jerk Wank uh -huh. Fest. Uh, everyone gets a medal, things is false. It's at least no longer true. If you don't complete compete in an event, you you only get a participation ribbon. Same thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same thing. Uh, it's much like uh, school participating in sports. You get a you all participating in sports, right? Not really. I didn't. I didn't. Uh. uh by the way, how many times did you say circle jerk, Millennium? <laughs> oh, <there's laughs> enough, <another> one. <laughs> enough to make me feel like I was swimming in Jeff Keeley's splooge. That's for sure. That's an interesting mental image. <laughs> and it's even causing our cat to get up and walk away. Now. Or is he just readjusting? He's readjusting. He's readjusting. All right. He was like, that got weird for a minute. I had to stretch it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, what a way to start a new year with gross imagery. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll be going now. All right, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and his question is, do you have a top anime of 2017? Knowing you all, you're watching anime from all across time and, you know, backlogs mm -hmm. and what have you. So what new to you anime was the best for 2017? Nights and Magic. I, you know, for me. That was the first thing that popped in my head. It's hard to say because the problem is, is that even though there were a lot of really good ones, I was like, do I remember even half of them? Yeah, my top ones for this year were Knights of Magic, uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. That was good. Tanya that was and good. Interviews with Monster Girls. That was another good one from yep. the beginning. All those three for the beginning of the year too. That yeah, were, yeah. I think a lot of the other really good ones we watched or like would would like to watch that came out in 2017 we couldn't because of Anime Strike. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of other. We watched a ton of shows in 2017, and uh, I watched Kino's Journey for the first time. Oh yeah, 2003. Kino's 2003. Yes, that was really good. That was a good one. We haven't actually started watching the 2017. Middle. Kinos. I this morning I checked Funimation's schedule. Middle of January is when the broadcast dub of that will be finished. Okay. Um, we can get to that. Uh, right now, apparently, oddly enough, Recovery of an MMO Junkie is only uh, 10 episodes for some strange reason. That it's is an bizarre. Odd, it's an odd number, but that's all broadcast dubbed and good to go. We yeah. can start that anytime. We're in the middle of Flying fl Witch, Flying Witch uh, English dub. You just watched Amagi Brilliant Park. Yes. You just and finished then, that. Uh, probably going to be doing Princess Resurrection English dub at some point. Which I didn't even know that got an English dub. I didn't know. I have the DVD box set of the Japanese version up on the shelf over there. I never knew that that show got an English dub. Yeah, no, That was weird. I didn't even, like I said, didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. The, uh... Yeah, Moggy Brilliant Park. That one took a little time to grow on me, but I did like it at the end. <laughs> it's it's Roller Coaster Tycoon the anime. Yeah, once uh, Mofo got his shit together, that's when I started to like it more because he pissed me off. He was so annoying for the first like three Insufferable. four episodes. It's like three episodes straight of nothing but him just being a jackass. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, come on, dude, seriously. But once we got past that, then it started to get good. <laughs> 
I'm starting to think of. I'm trying to think of other things that I watch. If I actually physically go back into my history and look over things that I've watched, I'd probably be. Able to, I'd probably like light bulbs would start going off. Mm. I don't know. That might say something to the quality of the shows I've been watching <laughs> this year. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I saw. Um, what the hell is it called? It's that uh, Keijo. Keijo, yeah. Yeah. Now that's an experience and a half. <laughs> yep. Something you never knew you needed until you saw it. Mm. It's one of those things. It's it's either it's either like, how do I want to describe it? It's either like the dumbest thing that's ever been, or the most brilliant, the thing most that's brilliant ever thing been. that's ever existed. It's, yep. it's like it's like it's like you know how sometimes something's. It's either so cold that it feels hot, or it's yeah. so hot that it feels cold. I can't quite distinguish what's going on there. Yeah. Then there was a. Uh... One of the weird food animes that you showed me. Was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, restaurant to another world. That's that was the one. uh, that was, uh, was all right. That was okay. I think seriously, yeah. The the three big shows from the beginning of the year were really strong. Yeah, the uh, Kobayashi's, Kobayashi's Tanya, Tanya, and interviews. interviews. Yeah, those three were great. And then Nights and Magic. Nights and Magic was a that standout. Was fantastic. I think people unfairly put that one in a box. They and did. Wrote and, it uh, off. That one got panned, which saddens me because that show was amazing. There've been a lot of good ones this year, though. Mm, there have. I know I've forgotten something. That's the only problem. <laughs> after, well, snow. After this show, I'm gonna probably go through my history on Funimation and in in High Dive and Crunchy and be like, "Oh yeah, how did I forget this one?" <laughs> I know one that we absolutely didn't watch from this year. That uh, everyone else was, you know, the internet was trying to push, but it was like, no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the um, what the the. Black Clover. Clover, yeah, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> the Screamer. Oh my god! Like I have never watched that show, but that's even baffling. I know that scream, and it, that's it annoys me already. Even having not watched the show, I want to know, like, serious behind the scenes discussion at Funimation, how dumb they feel about p- pouring money into that show. I know because everyone were, hates it. They were pushing that like a crack dealer, and it's going nowhere fast. Oh yeah, everyone hated that show. Like, one of the few instances where I don't know if they're... I know they're broadcast dubbing it. I don't know if it's out yet. It probably is. Did the English dub save it at all, or is there no hope I for it? I have no clue. I, but the only problem that I know about it is that they like to match the lip flaps, so I don't know how they're going to... When the mouth is open during the scream, how they're going to, you know, rectify that and try to make it better. <laughs> I know. But one of the very few instances where people universally hate the Japanese voice actor, which yep. usually it's usually universal. Everyone just... Automatically goes with it's good. Yep. Regardless, like that's how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Most people prefer the Japanese voices to the English ones. Not in this yeah. instance. Not in this case. Kaz, do you know no. what we're talking about when we say the scream? No. Oh, you're lucky. Spare yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then wasn't this year also was um one of the biggest? Uh, it's not. It's not a dumpster fire. It it elevated itself to being the whole landfill of. Uh, oh yeah, what was that one that uh? It was Gigax thing. It was um. No, not that one. I was thinking of the other one that uh turned into a train wreck at the very end. Oh, oh, Kato, the right That's answer. That's the one. Yeah. Ooh, that was a bad train wreck because it was uh, such a good show up until it went off the rails. Gigax show was Aramanga Sensei. Aramanga Sensei, yeah, that was the dumpster. It, like <laughs> most like, people would associate with a dumpster fire. It dives in the dumpster and brings you down even further. <laughs> <laughs> it, it elevated itself to a new plane of existence of being the whole landfill. Yep. 
Oh, God. I love Gay Geeks videos. I, that is one show that. that I'm curious about, but I'll never watch because, yep. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where... Borderline just, illegal. Like, I think that one might win the award for show I'd least like to explain to my parents. Exactly. Because <laughs> just, damn. Yep. <laughs> That's one I didn't watch. No, I didn't. Like, either. I would love to watch Made in Abyss. I want to watch that as well. well we uh, can't. Girls Last Tour. Another one. Princess Principal. Yep. Here's a good thing, though. Uh, I'll squeeze this news in right here and right now, though. Sentai Filmworks is their their winner. Twenty eighteen shows are all being reg- are being uh, licensed through High Dive and not Anime Strike. Yeah, I think they learned. <laughs> and then at the same token, another twenty seventeen show that I was interested in that kind of got panned, which doesn't leave me with a lot of hope for it, but I'm gonna check it out anyway. Is uh, Anonymous Noise was another one trapped behind you know, uh, the Anime Strike insanity. Uh, Aramanga Sensei is the one Saldera. Yeah, Aramanga Sensei. The, uh, uh, but yeah, anonymous noise. It was, uh, it looks interesting. A lot of people panned it, but that all of a sudden, that and a bunch of the other early season ones that went to Anime Strike just automatically were released on High Dive. High Dive has had the international rights for them for this whole time, but mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, it's just coming out all at once, just new release. And it's like, oh, <laughs> so my hope is that give it to the middle of the year and maybe, you know, some of the other shows will start coming over as well. I hope so, because I really, really want to watch Made in Abyss. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Made in Abyss and Girls Last Tour, I think, are the two big ones for me that I really want to see on uh, on there. But yeah, that's enough talking about anime in the middle of the show. Mm. Yeah, for you, like, top... Here's the problem, though. I know I forgot something. Yep. Unfortunate. And then the other thing, we got uh, Roxas. Yes, Roxas Lampers. Just emailed us fresh from within the chat <laughs> during this, you know, during the pre-show. He says, got this under the wire, so what was your favorite video game controversy of 2017? Mm. Kind of the same boat with this one, though, is I got to sit there and think, what happened? I think the big one that stands out for me was that whole uh, thing that happened with PewDiePie earlier in the year. That uh, if only because it absolutely solidified why you should not trust the standard media, you know, standard news outlets. Because they just took that and ran with it when you look at it for five seconds and go, no, that's not what happened. Yeah, I know. I think for me in general, it was just the adpocalypse. The adpocalypse which was pretty was big kicked as well. Off one of the one of the waves of adpocalypse was kicked off. It was by kicked that off one. by that, and like he didn't even really do much of anything. It was the uh, the Wall Street Journal, wasn't it, that took that and ran with it? You know, made a hit piece, and then yeah. everyone else picked it up. But it's like you sit there and look at their sources for five seconds and go, "What are you, are you guys high? Like, who approved this? This isn't news." Yeah, unfortunately. Yep. I can't honestly think of Oh, yeah, of the loot box thing as well. Oh, yeah, EA's. loot boxes. That's another big one. EA totally screwing everything oh, over that's with just, that. I find that to be hilarious. That is hilarious. That's, <laughs> just, that's just a slow clap because only EA. <laughs> only EA. Only EA could take, you know, what yeah. everyone else is sort of making work and get, keeping it under the radar and just ramping it straight up to 11 and, and yep. <laughs> screwing everyone else over with it. Yep, only EA could do only that. Only EA. <laughs> Another interesting gaming controversy, I don't know so much controversy as I would quantify it as a mystery, is uh, how PUBG has any following whatsoever. Because <laughs> even on PC, that looks kind of like a pretty bland, boring game to me. I just, I don't know. I've tried to watch people play it. <laughs> I have watched Markiplier play it, and it definitely helps to have somebody talking over it that's really funny. Yeah, that and, and that should so tell you something. Better. 
That should tell you something. Yeah. That game is bloody popular, though. I know it's popular. I know I a lot of people it. that play it. I don't understand it. Or how it even got big in the first place. It looks like an early access game to me. It does, yeah. And an early access game in in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah, go on uh, YouTube and search for, like, Markiplier, PUBG, Dancing Zombies, and you'll see why I found that hilarious. He's done a couple different live streams of it that I've seen. The Dancing Zombies thing, though, that was just amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I don't think there's... I can't think of any other controversies from 2017. There's probably more there's than just that. There's probably been more, yeah. I can't think of any, though. Mm. But yeah, that's the Easemails. Easemails. Yep. Anyone can send in an Easemail if they want. Yes, please. Definitely do. It's uh, MillenniumX17 at anime-pulse.com, I believe is the full address. Yes. And then you are Dark Adikido. Dark Adikido at anime-pulse.com. Anime, yeah, hyphen pulse. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. Yep. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else. Should we now head on off to what little news we have? Sure. Alrighty then. It is now time for some flash news. Yay! Uh, not a lot of flash news. If any, you know, thing catches your eye and you want to talk about it further, stop me. Uh, Microsoft has discontinued the Kinect adapter for the Xbox One S and X. I thought they already did that. The Kinect, but not the adapters. Okay. But the adapter has now been discontinued. Okay. Meaning that it is officially, you know, done. Yep. This is like the third or fourth time it's been officially done. Though. I know. It's, so, I mean. I don't know hell? if there's any other way to left to connect them unless you are, you know, if there's any left out in the wild. <laughs> you never know. Yep. Uh, Persona 5 Dancing Star Knight and Persona 3 Dancing Moon Knight get Japanese release date for May 24th, 2018 in Japan. Again, uh, no Western date has been set yet. Very nice. Or any if there's going to be a release date period, which I'd be stunned if that's I not the case. I would assume that they would release it because mm. Persona 4 Dancing on that got a Western release. But then again, it's it's Atlas and Sega at this point, so it could be, you know, December by the time they finally release it. Yeah. Though Sega have done a better job than anyone else would have done with Atlas. We'll see. And they are keen to bring things out in the West. Mm. We'll same, with, same with Atlas, but they always seem to have that couple months delay. Yep. They just can't seem to, you know, help themselves. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Switch RPG is rumored to drop its traditional turn-based battle system. That would be interesting. I would be uh, interested to see how that would actually work. If they're going more of like a Pokemon style of fighting, which... It would also piss people off majorly. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I think that could get very chaotic very quickly if you're talking about, you know, real-time battles with, you know, teams I mean... of six. <laughs> If you want to take your mainstream to a home console instead of your handheld, you're best keeping some things familiar. Yeah, because the other thing that I was wondering about this is that if this is going to be like Pokemon Tournament with, you know, real-time combat, then are you still controlling your trainer at that point, or do you take control of your Pokemon at that point as soon as it comes out to battle? That'd be interesting. I don't know. We'll see yeah, what happens Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it seems weird to me. I think it would be the best, like Cass says, best yeah, to yeah. keep it to the same old mm -hmm. formula. I'm not sure. It's it's could go either way. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Again, at this point in time, it's just rumored, so I wouldn't even put any stock into it just yet. This is true as well. Yeah. You know, and here's another thing. Here's an idea that I actually had was that they could be just floating the rumor out themselves to see what to the test response. Test the waters. Test yeah. the response. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. I could definitely see that happening. I don't think that's all the rumors that you hear throughout the games industry, but I imagine some of them are like that. 
Uh, okay, the next bit of news is actually, uh, I don't even think we originally went over this when it broke a few weeks ago, mm. was that Apple was uh, caught, you know, reducing performance on some of the older iPhones. Yes. And I don't think I, we even covered it at the time. People were freaking out, as you would expect. Mm. The reason they gave was that the uh, the battery performance, if you kept the performance of the phone up, it would drain the battery quicker in the older batteries, mm-hmm. which, okay, that kind of makes sense, but at the same time, they're trying to slow the phones down, and people got upset about that. Exactly. Well, because they're slowing down two-year-old phones, which are perfectly good. Mm. Yeah, that, that's the other thing. Which I use an iPhone and an iPod. Yeah, no. So people were freaking out about that, obviously. But again, you know, it, people. I remember back when Samsung had removable batteries, and people made fun of them because, oh, well, that's not what Apple does. And <laughs> I know. now all of a sudden, oh, your battery's no longer any good. It keeps draining too quickly. Uh. Wouldn't it be nice if you could replace it? Mm. Just saying. That's my first. It wasn't first... the battery thing, though. It was the fact that they were slowing down the yeah. phone, so they didn't yeah, use but here's any the thing. battery. If you could replace the battery, that wouldn't even be an issue anymore. Then the battery wouldn't drain as fast. The Obviously... thing is, the batteries. My iPod Touch, which is basically an iPhone without the phone in it, it was perfectly fine and stable. I updated it one version. It slowed down horrendously, and the battery drained faster than ever. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's still it's the fact that they did slow the phones down and what have you without letting anybody know, and people are freaking out about it. So now there's uh, uh, the Apple is getting into a few class action lawsuits over it at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Which uh, yeah, to be expected. Good. To be expected. Yeah. Good, I say. I These phones are not cheap. Because well. I'm, I'm sh- not a, I'm not an Apple sheep person. I just <laughs> like the phones because you can get a small one. Yeah. I can't but, afford to do what some people do and just upgrade every time there's a new model every oh six God, months. Oh, God, I like, don't understand I, how people no, do that. I don't do that. that. I cannot fathom what in the hell Over why here, the hell people do that. Over here, a standard contract is two years. Same here. And it's like, but I yeah, can't I, afford I use things. an SE because I have little hands, so it's perfect for me. But yeah, I've not updated mine to the newest iOS because I have a feeling it's going to screw it. Mm. And here's the thing is the next time I upgrade my phone, it's not even going to be able to be the uh, the Galaxy or the Note because they're all, they all have the stupid curved screens on them. <laughs> oh my god, they annoy me. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's such a gimmick. But yet yeah, it is. Eat it up. It's a, it is nothing s- more than a fucking gimmick. But how the hell do you hold the damned things? Yeah, it it makes it harder to hold, and you can't put a, the tempered glass screen protector on it. They give you the they 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 sell you the nonsense of oh, we'll sell you the curved glass screen. But it's not <laughs> curved glass; it's plastic. Get over yourself. Yeah, for someone like you, as little hands, I cannot hold a phone in two corners. I have to hold the entire phone. You know, with me though, it's the the that curved glass screen board. You know, the, the whatever they nonsense they try to call it. I could when you you know move your finger across it, you could feel it's some sort of rubbery plastic, and it just feels like garbage. Yep. I like the tempered glass screen protector because it's super smooth when I you know swipe my finger across it. Yeah, I don't have screen protectors on mine because they go in specific slots in my bag. Oh, and Phantom, my uh, my ga- my note hasn't blown up yet because it's the Note Five, the one that uh, does not blow up. <laughs> it was it was a model before the one that blows up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, my contract's going to be up for renewal this year. Sometimes I heard that Apple are bringing an SE2 out. So hopefully by the time I renew my phone, the SE2 will be out. Otherwise, I ain't changing what I've got. Mm. 
I mean, my SE is in a lot better condition than most people's phones after two years. Same here. Because I'm careful with it. Mm. And my... I don't walk around with my eyes down at the phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, with me, I fumbled my phone out of my hands once when I'm getting out of my car and it went face down into the mud. And the only thing that happened, other than getting a little dirty on the front, was the actual tempered glass screen protector got a crack right across the center of it, but it's not, it's like a very light crack. Yeah. It was just the screen protector, though. And it's like, I haven't changed it yet because you have to physically look at it at the right angle to be able to see it there. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been enough to bother me to want to, you know, peel that damn thing off and get a new one and slap it on. But the, again, the reason why I wanted a tempered glass screen protector instead of just that rubbery plastic is it actually worked. Yeah, I don't like cheap screen protectors because they just feel horrible. I know, yeah. That's the way it is. But we'll see. I'll uh, worry about upgrading a phone when I want to. Yeah, exactly. I don't have I a mean, phone, so once I I've paid my phone off, <laughs> my monthly bill will go down by more than half. Yep. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Oh, this next one's great. <laughs> See if you can catch the face palm in the middle of this story. The uh, the Lawbreakers publisher is blaming PUBG for Lawbreakers flopping. Yeah, and guess which publisher that happens to be. <laughs> One of Kaz's favorites. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Nexon put that blame out. Yeah. Still, though, it's kind of weird. You know, it just as people are bluntly pointing out, it's not. Player unknown battlegrounds is the problem. It's things like Overwatch doing so well. Well, how about you know instead of everybody coming out with the same kind of game, I yeah. know. you know, oh, oh, it's like how, just when like you'll see it, it's like Grand Theft Auto will drop, and then in the next year and a half or so, there's a bunch of GTA clones that pop out. Yep. It's like it's already been done. You know, why are you trying? It's like how many Call of Duty clones have we had over the years that are still how, ten plus years later, even longer than that, still trying to get the same formula right. Mm. The thing is with this one, people who have played it have said it's fun for about two hours, then it's just some generic pile of garbage. A lot of people have actually said that. Yeah, it, again, it's that's what happens when you try to copy something else. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, Nexon, it's never their fault. Of course not. And, yeah, Maple Story's still going, but the amount of bugs that game has had that are game-breaking is ridiculous. And it wouldn't surprise me if this one had game-breaking bugs in it. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. I'm I'm actually very unfamiliar with Lawbreakers. I saw it. Isn't that Cliffy B's new game? Or it's, it's no longer Cliffy B anymore. He tried to drop that moniker. Uh, I think that is his know. his game. I think that was the one he was he moved on from. I've not Epic got a clue. You know what the other part of why this never took off was? No one, even in the Nexon community, even knows what it is. <laughs> yeah. They've never heard of it. 90% of us in the Nexon community have never heard of this game. Yeah, and you're pretty familiar with that community. Yeah, and oh, yes, of course I am. I've been part of that community for 11, 11 12 years? Yeah. That is Cliff Wazinski. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's much else to really be said about that. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, oh, this one is going to get Kaz going again. Yep. Uh, OS makers are scrambling to fix an uh, Intel CPU design flaw that allows kernel access. Yeah, the uh, whole thing on this, they are rolling the patches out right now. They are going to be on all distributions within like the next week or so. 
They're only sending patches out for processors up to five years old. The kernel issue is known to be on processors six years old. And it's so bad it might even go back all the way to 1995. Wonderful. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, they. I read a update earlier. They're already rolling patches out. The problem is processors may take a hit from the patch. I don't know if it's in that article or not because I don't know which one you've got, but the processors, depending what you're doing, could take up to a 30% hit. Wonderful. And as any of us know in here, and our our listeners, a 30% hit would be freaking major on a gaming processor. Oh, yeah. I mean, if mine took a 30% hit, it barely even runs Skyrim, for God's sake. So, yeah, expect Windows updates, Mac updates, and also Linux updates in the next week or so. Yep. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Nope. AMD may be hit as well, by the way, some older versions. Just a heads up there, and ARM processors. So yeah, just a heads up on that, we're all pretty much screwed anyway. Yeah, good, positive, <laughs> oh, happy feelings for the new year. Yeah. Did you get the other, did you get the other article I sent on that? Uh, I only got some of them. The other I one got was, them all, but uh, I didn't throw the them other all one in. was, you can actually uh, attack this floor through a browser. That's awesome. Wonderful. Microsoft are disabling the thing that allows it in Edge. Mozilla are doing the same. Google, you'll have Chrome, you'll have to manually disable the thing that's causing it. Which, for anyone who does not know how to use a computer too well, they're screwed. <laughs> yeah. It's about right. It sounds about right. Anyway. Yeah, this will be the one time I will run a security patch from Microsoft as soon as it comes out. Mm. Next bit of Flash news? Next bit. All right, here's something you never expected to hear. Nine months after closing, Mad Cats is coming back again. Really? I know. Oh, I heard this earlier. Yeah, they're uh, they're gonna be sh- they start previewing some of the stuff that they're bringing to the 2018 Consumer Electronics Show, which is I believe the ninth new to the game 12th of January. peripherals. Yeah, they're bringing new peripherals back. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, filed for bankruptcy uh, last year before closing its doors under new management company. Uh, stop doing that. The page <laughs> loads. It, and then the paragraph jumps down and then back up yeah. again. I hate that. Uh, before closing its doors under new management, now known as Mad Cats Global Limited. Its headquarters are now in uh, Kowloon, Hong Kong. Some of its new products at the Consumer Electronics Shows this year from January 12th, or 9th to the 12th. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, that is awesome that they've come back. Yeah, that is really cool. Because these guys did uh, actually do some quite good priced shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I remember it was the Xbox and the Xbox 360 era and, you know, PS2 and 3 area where... Oh, where I remember even before controllers. that. Yeah. Or, yeah, well, definitely before then, but... I had, I can't remember what Mad Cat's thing you'd have, but I had some for a console. I think it was in about 2000. We had a bunch of controllers from them. Oh, yeah, we had a bunch oh, of Oh, yeah, I had a controller from them at one point. And then we had a bunch of, like, N64 and GameCube controllers from them. Mm. I can't remember the I think I had a memory card for my Dreamcast or my GameCube from Mad Cat's. I think I also had a PS1 memory card and Mad Cat's to go alongside my official one at one point as yeah, well. Yeah, I think I probably had a bunch of memory cards and stuff, too. But, yeah... It's good to see them back because I've grown up on that shit. Yeah, back in the day, they were the place to go to get, you know, peripherals and stuff for consoles. Yeah, cheap ones. Yeah, because yeah. I was just going to say. The, they the, were the, cheap the, and they worked. 
the actual yeah, you know, and they lost it. The yep. same manufacturer, you know, the actual like Nintendo or Microsoft or Sony controllers were so much more expensive yep. at mm-hmm. the time. I mean, for God's sake, you could launch those things at a wall six times over and they'd still be in one piece. Yep. You could run those things over with a pickup truck and they'd be in one piece. <laughs> yeah, good times. I remember a lot of those. Yeah. Some of them are there in a box. Yeah, they're all over in the storage building. Yep. And anyway, should we get to the regular news? Yep. Alrighty oh. then. There's two major stories and then a couple other smaller bits we'll yep. get to after the fact. Uh, the first... Major story. We're we're gonna go in order of you know the the order of the stories came in. This happened first, and then the uh, the YouTuber hold my beer moment happened just recently. Uh, this one is the next three tabs is just this. Yep. <clears throat> because uh, we've been saying it's gonna happen for the longest time. Yep, for the longest time we it, said. Oh, I know what days. you're on about. And we, we, we here's the thing. Days. We didn't even need to be like Nostradamus to be able to predict this one. I know. Because uh, it was obvious it was gonna happen. One of these, you know, another discussion for another day about, you know, the the militarization of the police and how some of them just have itchy trigger fingers. You knew eventually that one of these swattings was going to end in a fatality. Yep. And mm-hmm. it has, in fact, happened. Yes, unfortunately. It has. It's just kind of sad to see, you know, be, have it be this obvious. And yet, uh, here we are. Mm. So, uh, it happened in uh, Wichita, Kansas. There was a, uh, <clears throat> the guy who called... It in is from is in Los Angeles, and he called it into Wichita and gave it an address. Here's the thing, though, the the guy address he called into wasn't even the guy that was playing Call of Duty. Apparently, it was it was the wrong address altogether. Oh really? Wow, that makes it even worse. Yeah. So uh, the the hoax swatting. I forget where's the guy's name. I forget is. I know I had it in here. It's one of these. Okay, so uh, the guy that was killed, is, his name is Andrew Finch. And, uh, again, he wasn't even involved in the, uh, you know. The... Yeah, that just makes it even worse. There was actually different reports on that. Some saying he was well-known and involved. Others saying he wasn't. Yeah, I, the, the, the most recent article I saw says that he wasn't involved with it. However, who was uh, involved is this guy, Tyler Barris, is the, uh, is the swatter facing felony charges. Apparently, he's been known for this and has done it before. Going by the handle of Swatistic. Oh, God. Which uh, is... Uh, we never the... saw that coming. Yeah, right? I know. Go figure. Uh, he's currently facing at least one felony count of false alarm for his role in the police shooting of Andrew Finch after a Call of Duty argument. Uh, yeah, he... And here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to link to the Review Tech USA video on this. Uh, Rich, if you Review Tech USA actually played the 911 call where he calls it in. Very calm. This guy is sociopathic. There's no way around it. He's like, this guy is insane. Uh, Calm, collected, just describes, you know, where he's, he's, you know, shot his father in the head, got his brother and mother in the closet, and, you know, the, the, what do you call the 911 operators? Like, oh, could you put the gun down? No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) It just just keeps going. It's just just like, oh, boy. uh, I heard it. You haven't heard it yet. I haven't, but I can only imagine. It's just like, it's like, what the fuck? Uh, apparently this this uh this guy Tyler Baris is actually he's done it before he's called in a bomb fake bomb threat to a Call of Duty convention. Uh, he's done a few other things, a couple other swattings. And he hasn't been arrested previously because I again I don't have the explicit details as to those. I just know they've happened. Uh, he since is uh, 
he's not going to fight the extradition to Kansas for the trial. That's him. The, uh, but yeah, the, uh, it's just sad. It is. There's just it's no really other way to everything. He's 25 years old, by the way, too. <laughs> oh, God. He's younger than me. I know. I don't know if there's really much else to go over. I mean, we'll link to the articles. It's just, it's it was 100% preventable. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 the victim, Andrew Finch, is 28 years old, fatally shot by a Wichita police officer during law enforcement where uh, officials rushed his home following the phone call reporting that hostages were being held there. You know, apparently the story that I got from the officer's perspective was that they saw him come to the door and he was reaching for something. So the guy shot him through the door. The, the, the officer shot him through the door. Yeah. And shot some, like a happy call. Uh, uh, that's just hot bullshit. Okay. I fucking hate when, oh, we thought he was going for some bullshit. You couldn't see anything. I know. They could have shot non-lethal beanbag ammo if they thought it was coming to the door. And, and furthermore, it's so through the door is what they shot him. So they couldn't even see him. So even if it was beanbag or rubber bullets, like a lot of people say, it wouldn't have done anything anyway, but still, why are you shooting at something you can't see? It could be, for all you know, one of the hostages being forced to go to the door. Yeah. Like, let's just go with that out, you know. I know, mm-hmm. I know. It's just such lag. Like I said, that's another argument for another day about the militarization of the police and how many trigger-happy cowboys are on the force now. Mm-hmm. But the it, there's just, just insane. And plus, the the body cam footage that was released wasn't even of the officer that did the shooting. It was one of the ones oh, yeah. off to the side at a skewed of angle, course. which is just oh so terribly convenient. Mm. So that's there. That's that whole issue there. But then there's this guy that's just like, he doesn't seem to care. And then even worse than that, I haven't seen the video yet, but apparently Keemstar got an interview with the guy before he was, you know, arrested. Oh God. So uh, that's out there as well. <sighs> so that's a thing. Yep. Again, we knew it was going to happen one of these days. Yep. At this point, like at this point, a lot of people in the community are are latching onto this, hoping that the uh, you know the people in the uh, the attorney generals in in Kansas and what have you are in Wichita, Kansas, are going to make it a an example of this guy and actually give him more than just you know the one felony charge. Hopefully, it's you know they add a couple more on there. It would be good. Make an example of him. A lot of people are hoping. 25 years? I don't know. I don't know if they'll give them that much. I don't know. 10 to 15, maybe. Just give it something severe enough. Well, that's that... the uh, thing as well that you got to realize with the current justice system. Even if he gets 25 years, he'll probably be out in three anyways. Yeah, that's a whole other argument <laughs> for another day. To be fair, your justice system is not as bad as ours when it comes to keeping the actual offenders in. It's pretty good at keeping people in if, you know, you had like an ounce of pot on you. Mm. They well, seem to I be mean... really keen on keeping oh, those yeah, people in know, jail. Right? Seriously, even the bad ones, you guys do a better job of keeping them where they should be than we do. Over here, someone raped like six people and got away with a slap on the wrist. That sounds about right. Yep, I can believe it. But yeah, it's just, you know, there's I don't have a lot of specific details about it. It just makes me sad. It does. There's really no other way to put it. It's ridiculous. Mm. I'm Plain not and disagree. simple, it is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, according to the Los Angeles County District Attorney Offices, Boris was sentenced to two years and eight months in jail after he pleaded no contest in 2016 to charges of making a false report of a bomb and malicious informing of a false bomb. But it doesn't say anything here about if he was sentenced to two years, eight months in 2016, then how was he out in time to do? That's what I'm saying. That's just what you were saying, yeah. He got out early. It doesn't matter how much they're sentenced for. They will always get out, you know, in a year and a half. Hopefully they take a, ha- a harder stance on him this time. That would be nice. One can hope. We'll have to wait and see. Should we move on? Yeah. 
So yeah, I don't think we're gonna get really too far into this because pretty we much probably shouldn't because I will just rage. Yeah, 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 Dark God's gonna flip out and rage hard. We haven't even actually asked Kaz what her feelings on this are yet. Yeah. Uh, pretty much everything that we could say has already been said about pretty it. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, Logan Paul, uh, posted footage of a uh, suicide victim at the uh, Akigohara Forest at the slopes of Mount Fuji, which actually it's not slopes. It's like it's like a couple miles away. It's a good bit away, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. within view. It's close enough. Close enough. But anyway, the uh, which is better known as the uh, Japanese suicide forest because about a hundred people a year commit suicide there. Yep. Uh, just here's the thing. If you if you don't know, for those who don't know Logan Paul and his brother Jake Paul, it's not exactly out of the ordinary for them to be fishing for controversy. Mm. It. If you're upset by his actions and you probably just don't know who he is, like it's it's nothing like when I really sat on the thought, I was like, wow, that's pretty fucked up. But it's like I've heard about him for the last six months or so on that the Philip DeFranco well, show. Yeah. And it's like I'm like, OK, but it's not exactly 100 percent out of character for him to do stupid shit. Yeah. That searching for some sort of controversy. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he was doing on this Japanese trip. He was oh, in absolutely. Japan doing shit. He was doing all kinds. It's not just this one video. He did a bunch of videos. This is the and one that got the like internet jackasses. raging at him, but there were several other instances. There's several. There's the one where he trip. was in, in uh, I forget what section of Tokyo he was in. It might have been Akihabara. I don't know if it was that or somewhere else, but he he dressed up in a kimono with a rice hat, and he's dancing through the street acting like a jacket. It's just... All yeah, of it. He was another, fishing uh, for a controversy. Yeah, there was another video as well where he got kicked out of a shrine because he was making too much noise. Because, of course, that's because what you Because, of do. course, he there's, was. There's controversy and there's being a disrespectful bastard, though. Mm. Yeah, but this one where he posted suicide the, the, of the suicide victim in the forest was a special quantity of fucked up. Yeah, so what basically happened was they were they went into the forest knowing full well that they would probably find someone there. Or there's a chance of it. Or there it. was a chance of <clears throat> they would find someone there. They did. Um, then, you know, they decided to act all shocked and, you know, act all upset while zooming in on the guy, you know, while, Hanging slightly, from the tree. while slightly blurring his face and shoulders. But it's like he kept zooming in on it. And then they walked up to it getting off the trail, which is one another one of the rules in there. There's po- there's guards posted and there's like patrols and you're not supposed to leave the path. Yeah, yeah. And they left the path. They walked like 100 feet off the path and got up to it and they were taking photos of it. And the, the thumbnail of the video was of was this. The, was the victim. Uh, blurred out. And then he's wearing a stupid fucking hat the whole time. It's What is that? That's from the. That's, uh, uh, that's from Toy Story. Aliens, the from, aliens the toys from Toy Story. Story. Yeah. It's like the whole time doesn't take the hat off, doesn't do anything. It's just like. Nope. What the hell? Like Starts the, cracking jokes about it. Yeah. The uh, here's the thing. I'm not like shocked by this. Again, it's like if you don't. And that is the sad part too. Is, is that, that this is in character for him? It's totally in character for him. It's like a couple hours to get out there, a couple hours there, a couple hours to get back. Recording of it, editing, posting. Not him nor anybody else knew. And apparently, the day before, he was actually hyping the video up as well. Yeah. None of his people said, "Hey, maybe that's not a good idea." Mm. And not to mention as well as that, if you don't know what his audience is like, most of his audience is like between 9 and 12. Yeah, apparently he's got 15-something million subscribers. Yeah, yeah, most of them are kids, though. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, there's a lo- whole levels of what the fuck were you thinking. No, here's the thing, he knew exactly what he was doing. Oh, absolutely. And again, like I said, he was fishing for a controversy. Yeah. What we specifically look at this, and, and, and I don't again, I don't know about Kaz, but when I look at this, it's a more damning... Uh, outlook on youtube and all of youtubers yeah so that's where the story actually gets uh even worse you know if it wasn't bad enough already is that 
not only was this video, you know, uploaded and posted to YouTube, that would be one thing, but this video, before he himself took it down because yeah, of he the, himself took it down. No one he else himself did. took it down. YouTube did not take this down. It was seen by 6.5 million people, and it was on trending. Yeah, it hit top 10 trending. Yep. So YouTube, YouTube saw you posted an... it, and the top 10 of trending, there's yeah. a hot rumor on YouTube that that's curated directly from YouTube, which yeah, yeah. at this point in time is pretty much the only way you get on trending is if they mm -hmm. curated onto there. So they physically yep. saw that, saw the thumbnail, and went, yep, and popped that on trending. Yep. And uh, they have yet to – they released a quote-unquote statement about it, but yeah, it's yeah, like – uh, Watch the Philip DeFranco show for that. It's a paragraph of hot air is basically what yeah. it is. Yeah, but watch Philip DeFranco show on that for the yeah. hot air. Yeah, it's like a full paragraph of hot air that says nothing about why this was allowed on trending and why this wasn't pulled immediately. Yeah. And why his channel did not receive a strike for this. Yeah. No, here's the thing, though. A lot of people have taken – the, the video has since been taken. Obviously, he deleted it. Yep. Other people ripped the video and uploaded it to their channel. They're getting content strikes, though. Oh, yeah. And their that. videos are being taken down, though. Yep. Funny about that. It's funny how that works. Ridiculous. <clears throat> he came out with a fake apology that sounded, you know, pretty canned. And, oh, it, he was pretty much twisting his own arm to pat himself on the back during oh, his yeah. first written Even apology. Even Matt and Steph commented on Twitter about oh, it. Oh, a whole bunch of people <laughs> oh, a lot of people did. have. The, uh, the backlash on t online was white hot. Oh, yeah. That, uh, that night on Twitter when this started getting out. Oh, wow. It was earlier this week. It was only a couple of days ago. Yeah, it was just a couple of days ago this happened. Yeah, to say uh, Steph was rather pissed off about it is an understatement. Oh yeah, Matt and Steph commented on it. Uh, PewDiePie commented on it. Jacksepticeye commented on it. I think Game Grumps had a few yeah, things to uh, say about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, two big PewDiePie can be a dick, but even he wouldn't go that far. No, no. The, uh... The two big ones, though, that we saw were Gaijin Goomba oh, and yeah. the Anime Man. Oh, God. I encourage everyone to watch Gaijin Goomba's video about this. He is, like, <laughs> physically, like, visibly upset by this yeah. because he has been working, like, you know, one of his big goals in life is to strengthen the bond between Japan and America. And this has, like, set his work back by years. And he was so, like, angry and upset over this. Because he knows full well how the Japanese people will react to something like this. And that's just like years of his work has just, you know, gone down the toilet because of this. Yeah. It's it's just, it's, like, it's a whole thing. Like, again, Logan Paul was fishing for a controversy. Absolutely. But that's the thing that's really damning, exactly though. He knew exactly what it was looking it's for. A, I said it was very damning for YouTube because, first off, they didn't take the video down. They didn't give him a count strike. They didn't do anything. They put it on trending. They put it on trending. So there's point A. Point B is... What I said, it's it's a larger damnation on YouTubers in general. Mm -hmm. Because now, how many people... Because he, he came out with a written apology on Twitter, which was pre-canned and half-assed. He then came out with another one later that day. Uh, that was a video that seemed more sincere, and I doubt it anyway. Uh, it's a more damning thing against all you YouTubers in general. Because how many people saw what he did... But don't know that he made an apology. Exactly. And now it's like, oh, uh, you know, it's like when you know how many grandparents and parents are gonna go. Wait a minute, uh, this YouTuber is, is he did what? And then and then they're gonna think, well, my my son or daughter watches YouTube. Ooh, uh, maybe I should say something. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's it's it it hurts all of YouTubers. Mm. And I got I actually found an article uh from The Verge that's uh exactly what I'm talking about. I'm gonna link to it. It's a mm -hmm. good read. It's, it's it's talking about the tagline is it's not just Logan Paul and YouTube. The moral compass of social media is broken. Absolutely, it is. And it was specifically talking about 
how you know like, oh YouTube's the wild west and how nobody can go through a filter they just, anybody can just upload anything and it's like mm-hmm. it's exactly what I'm talking about just right now where it's the fact that it's it, it, it takes stock away from all YouTubers yeah even people that would have never in a million years done this like like yeah. Jacksepticeye or Markiplier, Jack Markiplier. Matt Pat you know it's like you yeah. name them or some people that have nothing to do with any of the more you know like some of the, there's just like a lot of how many tech channels are there out there yeah it's like the tech channels and there's also like how you many, know makeup channels things like how that how many automotive channels automotive you know channels, like, pick a subject it doesn't matter channels, yeah that you know would never be you know offensive like this and disrespectful but yet they're all being hit because of this oh absolutely it's just it's like it's very upsetting like it's kind of shocking really yeah, I know. And that's the other thing about the video is that before the greater internet found out about it, Logan Paul's fan base, 600,000 likes. Yep. He's apparently at some point during the video, he stood in front of the guy, the in front of the corpse hanging there and was like, oh, like if you make, if this makes you sad. I know, right? What planet are you from? <laughs> and then also as well, the, uh, the other thing that I saw on that was being talked about on Twitter was apparently there was a video that also got out that came out after this that uh, one of his fans was like some 12 year old boy was like jumping around saying, oh, I would hang myself to get in one of his videos. It's like, yeah, that's a great role model to have. <laughs> Fucking Christ. I worry for the future. Absolutely. But again, it's yep. just not much else really to say because again, Everything we said is has already been said by the time this posts tomorrow. It's like you know, it's it's old news by now already. Mm. A lot of the uh, you know social media outrage has kind of died down, but the damage has already been done. And oh, it's, absolutely! It's just, it's just really sad because you know full well he did this knowing full well what was going on. Yep. And and all 100%. the people that follow him, nobody said, "Hey, maybe this is a bad idea." Nobody. Nobody. It's just you know depressing, unfortunately. Mm. Anything else that needs to be said about that? I don't think so. I probably could, but yeah, there's no point. There's no point. You want to see something else that's going to make you sad? What's up? <clears throat> this one happened earlier in the week as well and was... I don't know if a lot of people were talking about it a lot. Of, I haven't heard a lot of traction on this one. This one's just bizarre to me, really. The World Health Organization has listed two gaming-related health disorders... Right. They're calling it so the World Health Organization will list gaming disorder and hazardous gaming as health disorders in its international compendium of diseases. Yeah, apparently since that came out, there's been a lot of backlash on them from professionals all over the planet. I was just going to say, I would like to see the research that went into this. Because <laughs> I am good at analyzing research. I'm sure that that would be an interesting read. I know, Probably yeah. all the wrong reasons, but that would be a fascinating read. Yeah. yeah. World health experts, I've gone apeshit on these guys over it. Yeah. Yeah. Gaming disorder is listed as an addictive behavior alongside gambling, while hazardous gaming is a pattern of gaming behavior that appreciably increases the risk of harmful physical or mental health. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> it means whatever they want it to. I was going to say, define that. In short, they're a bunch of arseholes who don't actually look at the facts. Yeah. Online gaming communities can actually be the best thing ever for certain con- people with certain conditions like autism, depression, anxiety, mm. because oh, yeah. they're speaking to people online. And I can say from personal experience, if I didn't have half of these gaming communities I've been in over the years, I'd probably be dead. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I, would like to point out, I would like to point out real quick, plus one point to psychologists. 
Uh, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, a separate compendium of strictly psychological disorders, does not currently list a gaming disorder, calling it only a condition for further study. Thank you. Yes. Uh, both disorders are currently part of a draft of the compendium update, meaning their sp specifics could change before publication. Yeah, again, plus one for psychologists. Mm. It needs yeah. further study. <laughs> exactly. I would love to see what research went into this. That would be uh, a fascinating. I'd be quite read. happy to take place in new research with stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing, I guess. Uh, next bit of news Nintendo loses appeal against a motion control patent case. Right. Uh, Nintendo has lost one of its appeals in regards to a motion sensing accelerate accelerometer 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 patent held by iLife. I think we talked so, about this earlier. So a patent ago. actually has been broken. That's not just a patent troll. Yeah, apparently. I mean, a lot of them were. There's a couple of them that Nintendo has out right now, mm -hmm. like the one against the Wii, uh, the, the not the Wii, the Switch. Yeah, against the Switch design. But yeah. Uh, Reports that the U.S. Court of Appeals upheld the decision made by a Texas jury back in August to award iLife $10 million in damages, stating Nintendo infringed on its patent belonging to iLife Technologies with its Wii and Wii U systems. Oh, really? This began nearly four years ago when iLife filed a $144 million infringement case against Nintendo for what it believes was infringement against its patents regarding motion-sensing technology, which it used, for, uh, used to monitor infants and the elderly. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Nintendo argued that the patent was invalid due to impro improperly written description. It's <laughs> right? a pretty weak case. That, that's yeah, that weak. actually is. Uh, however, the defense has been denied by this ruling. That's good. That is. In this uh, case, Nintendo did screw up. Mm. Yep. Uh, the where is it? I know I saw it in here somewhere. Uh, this verdict means that Nintendo loses one of its avenues for appeal against the now $10 million case, but it can try again after the presiding trial judge has issued her state or her judgment. So they could try to appeal in, in some other manner, but it doesn't look good at this point. Yeah. They will try, though. if they though. keep doing it, they'll make themselves look uh, worse anyway. Mm -hmm. Yep. Anything else from that? You... Nah, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Lenovo agrees to middle ground solution following FTC Superfish investigation. This is one of the CAS links. That was that shit that happened a while ago. Yeah, it's 2015. They they could, yeah, they could get all the data and that. Yeah, uh, they shipped a Basically bunch of... Basically stalking them. Mm. Yeah, it was a Superfish as a search engine of some sort. I'm not, I'm familiar with it, but it was a bloatware that install, uh, the installer that resulted in adware and spyware being installed on store-bought systems. It was uh, advertisements for products you'd like based on what you do, so they were following everything you did pretty much. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Again, another, another reason why it's good to build your own computers. Yep. Another reason I won't buy Lenovo PCs as well. Because mm. they are shit. <laughs> uh, Lenovo can still bundle software with its laptops, so bloatware isn't completely out of the window. However, before any of the software can be activated, clear permissions must be granted by the end user, so it's a middle ground solution. Not really that good. Not really. And one of our own listeners may be affected. Oh, that's nice. Fanto, you will be lucky if that laptop lasts more than two years. <laughs> if they're as badly built as they are in the for the UK market. Not to mention as well, like how many people just buy a computer and just immediately agree to everything yeah. just to get it, you know, yeah. to get on with it. I read every single term of service I get <laughs> with I get good it. reason. 
Like a lot of people though just click, you know, scroll, agree, scroll, agree, scroll, just to get you know, get on with it. Yeah. So they want to get back up to where they were yeah, before say, the new computer. I've learned not to do that. Yeah. With me that just enforces, you know, the thing of you know, when it's time for a new computer for me, it's like building my own computer. Yep. Uh, or I'm probably just going to keep expanding on the one I've got. I was going to say, the one you've got is amazing. The only problem, though, is the next upgrade that I have to do to that one is, is involved. Because <laughs> it? I'm going to have to pull the motherboard and replace the motherboard, the CPU, the RAM, everything. You know, a bunch, The card graphics cards would probably pop back into place. Uh, the RAM would be different because it's a different ch- uh, chipset. You'd be on DDR4, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, I have DDR3 right now. Yeah, yours is a bit older. Yep. The so, question is, though, are you going to go with Threadripper? I don't know. I'll worry about it when I get that to that point. <laughs> yeah. One is thing it... I will say is don't go with the Intel 8XXX. They run it. really hot. The, uh, I don't go with Intel anywhere because I can't afford them. Mm. Because for, you know, a quarter of the price, you can get 10% less performance. You know what? And to be fair, AMD over time with oldest titles tend to run a bit better. Again, it's like I for like ten eight percent less performance and a quarter of the price, I'll survive. <laughs> I'll survive. Yeah. Though as of right now, AMD's graphics cards have just pissed everyone off. Uh the two RX four eighties that I've got are great. They haven't given me yeah, any issue. It's not that, it's the newer ones, the drivers, they've just made major issues with DirectX 9 and they don't want to fix it. They seem to always have issues with drivers when they first come out. Oh no, they've actually said they will not fix it. They're saying DX9 is old, we aren't going to bother fixing it, yet a lot of people and a lot of games use DX9. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, they got quite a lot of anger geared their way from that. And yeah. that's putting it mildly. Yeah, one could say. But anyway, for Lenovo, I've never bought one of their PCs, so I don't know. I, know, get... I wouldn't go near them with a barge pole. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to end the story. Yep. Uh, and there's no other news. That is the news. Again, there's not a lot going on right now. Also, Saldera. Just for the laugh at the end of the news. <laughs> yeah. That just reminds me of that uh, gif of Razor Fist. <laughs> That was a good one. He was talking about the last Star Wars. Star Wars when he went through, through that one. That was a good gif. That was a great gif. <laughs> but anyway, that's all we've got for the news. And now I believe it is. Uh, is it time to go off to the first look? All right. Now it is time for a first look. Anybody got something? Mm, I am sappy. Oh, yeah. We, oh, we have a cat switch going on? Yes. And I got up, and now I have Saf, and she is purry. Hmm. Good times there. Uh, I don't think you... We're in a weird middle ground for games, so yeah. we don't really have a lot going on right now, but as I far actually... As uh, games go, Cass has actually done the impossible. Cass has got me back into Minecraft. <laughs> nice. I never thought that would happen. <laughs> uh, For me, I actually played this game a lot back at the beginning of December, and I only just this morning went back to refresh myself on it. So I'm going to have a first look today, and the downside is that it will only ever remain a first look in at the current time, due to the fact that it is it is early access game, but it's kind of, even the game itself admits that it's kind of in an alpha stage. Right. So it's still a very early product, you know, in early development, <clears throat> but uh, it's on Steam. It's another PC game called Production Line. 
Uh, it is from uh, developer and published by Positech Games. It's another really good example of what early access, you know, is always intended to be. Yeah. They they've all they should be. They should be. It, they've had good updates at least once a month for uh, more than a year since it's come out. Uh, it's been doing it's been doing fairly well. A lot of positive reviews. I like the game, but there's a lot of improvement that needs happening. So the uh, whole idea of production line is that currently at the moment there's not even really any scenarios per se. It's just like a uh, like a it's like a free mode where you just off into a factory you go and you just have to do and build and maintain your you know bot you know money so you don't go bankrupt. Uh, but anyway, you're producing a product you know an assembly line building cars and then obviously selling them and it's the at the current moment it's the extent of the game right now it's again in early access uh the whole idea is that you want to make the production line making as many cars as fast as possible for as efficiently as possible and you know you start you you, the way when you start a new game you can choose a different size of factory there's an edit mode where you can create your own little factory space they're not all perfect squares where you got to fit in uh you know your production lines within a certain space or budget or different starting budgets you can choose from it's a a lot of different uh variables to start with uh once you start though it's like you know you only have it's it's, everything's done in millions of dollars i forget honestly what the base game is either one million Four million or seven million or something like that. That money goes fast. A lot, a lot of you know, you spend a lot of money very quickly getting just a base assembly line going, and it's and it's like it's like a video gamey version of building a car because sometimes stuff doesn't necessarily happen in in correct order. Uh, it's like the, the the funniest one that I noticed when I was going through the game was that you have to put the wheels on the car first and then you put the brakes on the wheels. <laughs> Which for anyone who knows is is totally backwards. It's kind of funny that way, but it's like you know what? It's a game you can squint harder. It's not the end of the world, and it might change again. The game changes quite regularly. <clears throat> and early on, you start off. There's nothing's unlocked. You got to do. You got to build a QA office and start doing research and unlocking a bunch of stuff. And there's all kinds of different uh, processes you can unlock to make things faster. And then there's all kinds of other technology like. When you start off, it's like, you know, you're in the time when automobiles are only just started out. You just have basic four wheels and an engine. And then with time, you can invent new technologies for your cars like heaters <laughs> or air conditioning. And then you go all the way up to some of the higher end stuff like tire pressure monitoring systems or, you know, the steering headlights that turn when you steer the car. or some. There's a lot of the crazier, more technologically advanced stuff. <clears throat> Again, in its current form, it's there's an, it's a pretty one note game right now. If you're not. It's it's a lot of people accuse it of being automotive factorio, but it's kind of it shorts this game because it's kind of, you know, while at the same time I could see the whole process of turning, you know, just, you know, the starting chassis into a car and then it goes down an assembly line, which is kind of what happens in factorio. Factorio has got a lot more going on with it. It's more of a fully realized game. Yeah. My voice is suddenly dying on me. I don't understand why. Uh, I got some right here. Okay. Uh. Here's the thing. It's like, I like it, but again, it's kind of one note in the fact that that's all you really do is you just look at your factory and go, okay, where's the bottleneck? And I got to improve that right now. The only problem is my current factory, where it's at right now, I know where the bottleneck is, but it would involve rejiggering a lot of stuff. And where this game kind of hurts itself, whereas Factorio worked, 
in this sense is that when you pull stuff back up, it costs you money to pull stuff back up, and then it costs you money to put it back down again. Yeah. Whereas with Factorio, you can spend, you know, 10 hours picking up and pulling down the same set of belts and inserters over and over again. Mm -hmm. This game, every time you pull it up, it costs you a little bit of money, and then when you put it back down, you got to buy it all over again. Yeah, that's why I really like Factorios because you can, you know, you know, slap something down really quick and then you're going to get something done, but then you can restructure it later to yeah. make it better. And that's the problem right now is I know right where it's right where I fit the roof segments. It seems to bottleneck for me, and it's like where I've got everything set up is really tight, and the amount of rejiggering that it would take for me to make work that around is mm-hmm. more more than just a five minute fix. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then the problem is, is that I know if I, as soon as I fix that, then everything is going to back up at the painting booths, which would should make sense. Painting is not exactly a quick process. But, yeah, you know, it's, at this point in time, one note, but it's still fun if you like strategy games, if you like, you know, those types of resource management games. You can only import resources through specific points in your factory where you have to put in uh, import conveyors, resource importers right at the doors of the factory. There's only certain points throughout the in your factory that you can export to, so your conveyors have to end there. And again, it's a strategy planning game. Makes you think ahead several steps. It takes a while to learn it. It's good, but at the same time, like I said, the biggest... You know, negative thing you can say about it right now is that it's kind of one note. There's no real. I got. I just the the latest uh, monthly poll for people who in early access came out, and it was just I voted for scenarios to come out because right now, unlike say like a roller coaster tycoon where it's like, oh, you know, this park is doomed to close in six months. You gotta get a you know visitor count over a certain amount in that time frame. It's like you, there's no real scenarios where it's like, oh, we need like you know a thousand of these cars. Or something, or something to that effect. Or if mm. like you're given a factory, no that's, job orders or anything. Yeah, there's no job orders. There's no like, oh, this factory is already like going, but it's kind of not working well. You need to fix it or something like that. There's yeah. nothing going on. It's so it's it, for some people it would be kind of a stale experience. I'm interested by this sort of game. It's like it, it hasn't really. I haven't played it in the last couple of weeks though, because after playing it for, I don't even know how long I played it for initially, but after a while, it just like I said, the one note kind of like all right. I like it. It's going in the right direction, but like I said, it's kind of an alpha at this point in time. It functions. It never really crashed on me, so you know, there's that. And they and they are updating it, so we'll have yeah. to wait and see on that one. I, I like it, but at the same time, it's not for everybody. There's different cars you can build. There's sedans. There's roadsters. There's truck, off-road, compact sports cars. They've added those in, but it's like at the same time, you know. You can have different production lines to do each different car. Or you can have one on one massive line, but then you run into problems of you know different cars require different technologies, and and then it's like I said, every time you want to add it, like you research a new process to make. Initially, it's like one process will be like it'll do a bunch of things, and then as you research more processes throughout it, it'll break it down. But then you get different instead of one station that does chassis work, then all of a sudden you get you break that down and you research all the different bits for chassis specialization, and then it's like well then you can do fit axles, fit you know this, fit chassis, fit underbody, fit everything. But it's it's a different station for each thing, and it requires you to rejigger the lines each and every time. And again, it's just, it's a harder game because of that, because of the fact that it costs you money to pull stuff up and put it down. That's another, it's one of the big things that really is kind of a bummer about it right now. 
Hopefully they come up with a better balance in the future. Again, that's why Factorio worked so well yep. is that it didn't punish you for not quite doing it maybe as efficiently as possible because then you could pull something. Once you've crafted something and you put it down, you could pick it up and move it for all day long if you wanted. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like with this one, they need to make full production lines. So you can do more than one thing and put orders and such. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said, the, you start with millions of dollars and everything is in millions of dollars, but at the same time, the money goes very quickly. So if you're not 100% uh, up on to speed on what the game is expecting and what you're wanting, and it's like sometimes the market will shift on you. Like it's odd, whereas sometimes the price of your cars will shift without you knowing, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this car is underpriced, and it's like, okay, you increase it, and then all of a sudden you have a bunch of them in your showroom, and it's like, oh, well, this car is overpriced, and it's like, well, there's no rhyme or reason to the market. And then a lot of other weird things will start happening, where as you start researching technology for different cars, like, I'll be like, oh, I want to get a heater in my car, because, of course, you know, heater, air conditioning, something like that. But then all of a sudden, certain comp- it'll be like at a pop-up in the bottom of the corner of the screen, will be like, well, competing factories have, have researched, you know, tire pressure monitoring systems, and it's like, I don't even have access to that yet. And yet they're like, well, now some of their higher end cars, some of their luxury cars are expected to have it now. And it's like, uh, yeah, there's no real rhyme or reason as to what, in what order different technologies will be researched by other car manufacturers. And it's like, I guess that's sort of real world, but at the same token, when you're trying to figure out the game and your, your limited budget, you can't really expand all that too quickly without finding yourself in trouble. Yeah, not to uh, interrupt, but I just want to point out, I think we found our new, uh, our newest millennium meme. Oh, rejiggering? <laughs> so there's a take a sip every time the word rejigger is used. Oh, yeah, we use rejigger <laughs> for uh, Factorio a lot. <laughs> I know we do. It's a good way to explain it. It's, you're pulling up <laughs> conveyors, you're reorganizing them, and you're slapping them down. That's what I'm going to have to do with my fact. I can show you, because when you pull the camera back, all the cars become, like, cartoonish icons of where if, if they're green, then they're being worked. And if they're yellow, they're waiting to go into a bay. If they're red, then there's insufficient resources. And then they're waiting for resources to arrive, which is definitely a huge bottleneck. In my factory, you pull the camera back and you look at it and there's two cars that are green. And then there's a slew of everything behind it. That's all yellow. <laughs> and it's like, yep, right there. It's right at where it fit roof is. I, I, I know right where it is. Mm-hmm. I know kind of what I'm going to have to actually buy the factory next door to me to expand off to the right so that I can actually divert down and then back up again to, it's a tight little area. I'll show you later. Okay. It's a, it's a quite a tight little area that I've kind of cornered myself into, even though it's the middle of my factory floor, it's kind of, you know, nowhere <laughs> else to go, but expand. I like it again, but it's not for everybody. It definitely shows a lot of promise. And again, for a first look, I don't know really what else there's to say about it. It's not all that terribly expensive either. It's uh, eighteen dollars. Yeah. So we'll have to revisit this one and spend more updates. Yeah, you know, again, it might be a couple of years before anything significant changes with it. Even though they are updating it, they mm-hmm. are improving it. So what you're saying is, in the meantime, go play Factorio. Yeah, you can do that because that <laughs> game is crazy good. Which is unfortunate, like I said, because with this game, like resources just show up through the importer, and then eventually you can get to a point where you can make your own servos and, and chips and electronics and what have you, and then all of a sudden instead just raw materials show up, and then you make the item and then send it off to use your factory. But just resources show up, whereas like Factorio, you physically have to go out to an, a resource like, oh no, we need iron. You go out to find an iron patch, and you have to actually set up miners and train it back and 
the what have you. And it's like, there's a lot more involved. It's more of a complete game. Whereas this one's definitely in an early, uh, early, early access, but it works. It's definitely on its way. And again, I don't know. There's much else I can really say about that. Should we head on off to the final thoughts or do you have anything for that? Uh, I've never seen this game, so I have nothing to add. Yeah. So final thoughts then. Final thoughts. Who's got what? Uh, not a whole lot, really. Not a whole lot. Still haven't found this bird. Yeah, he's still looking for a shiny Articuno. Yep. You've got more in. chance of getting that damn chintz than the bird. I know. It's like, it's weird with my shiny luck. Like, I will go, like, weeks with a drought, and then all of a sudden I'll get, like, three or four things really quickly, and then it'll go into another drought. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the three or four weeks in a drought, midnight will jump on your lap, mew at the screen, and then there it is. Yep. <laughs> You'll have, like, three or four shiny legendaries, and then it's, like, nothing. Yep. Uh, I don't know if there's any side notes from me right now. Probably food and then food, watch yeah. stuff. We got to... What do we have to get back to for anime? Um, Flying Witch. Flying Witch, dub. Yes, we've already seen yep. Flying Witch. It's a really good show, and then we're now we're watching the dub. Yeah, and then there's... Uh... Oh, that's actually an interesting conversation we should have. What's that? The oh, English God. dub for Flying Witch, the they changed the sex of the cat to female. Yeah, that is a little bit weird. What? I'm pretty sure it was a male in the original I, Japanese. I know. I first, I'm like 90% sure it was male in the uh, in the Japanese dub. Yeah. I can't honestly remember because it's been that long since I've gone there. But Tito yeah, so is the cat. <laughs> but I remember the cat being a male in the in the show, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, she, and it's like, what? Keep in mind they do this quite a lot with uh, anime. It is true, but it is know, a little look, it's look at Lord Knight, Mom on Digimon. Yeah, that well, is there true. have been a lot of changes, and a lot of people complain about it, but this one's just baffling to me. It's like, it doesn't really change much of anything, mm-hmm. but it's like, why do you make this change, though? It's yeah, just Lord, Might, uh, Lord Nightmon is a great example for that. Yeah, they, because they, they kept it, it as a, a girl. Well, they did once, but on another one, they kept it as a dude, but changed all its lines entirely because the Japanese dub made it. The Japanese made it sound so gay. Oh, he was so gay in the Japanese version. It was hilarious. Yeah, just so, a yeah, side they thought. They changed but, it. Yeah, yeah, just a side thought that we've the thing that really stuck out to us when we started watching the English dub it was kind of like again, it doesn't really change much of anything. It doesn't really affect it that badly, but it's just why. Yeah, it is a little bit weird. It's just weird. And then we've also got uh, more playthroughs of Doki Doki on the horizon. Eight mm, bit uh, Ryan. Yeah, eight bit Ryan just started today. I like legit squealed at that because I did not <laughs> think he was going to be playing it. I legitimately did not think he was going to And then play that another game. person that's teased it that hasn't done so yet He's is Pro Jared. Pro Jared. Yes. I mean, keeping an eye on both of his channels. He hasn't uh, put anything up of it yet, though. <laughs> but he did uh, tease it and he said soon, you know, with a screenshot of played five hours. So that'll be coming probably in the next couple weeks. And then I, I don't know if there's anyone else. I think your Discord is legit screwed, by the way. Why? Because it said you've been pe- playing Spelunky all day, even though you've been on Minecraft and not doing anything. I was playing Spelunky for a little bit earlier, but... Uh, even yeah, now computer... it says you're playing Spelunky. My computer is off right now. You're multitasking According is what you're doing. According to Discord, you were still online. Okay. Maybe that's why you're <laughs> having no shining luck, it's because you're actually Spelunking. I know, maybe. <laughs> that could be it. I'm trying to find a shiny Articuno in the cave somewhere, and it's like, huh, this isn't working. Exactly. Uh, Is there anything else we could be? What I don't know for for anime. I don't know if there's anything else you should. Uh, we oh, 
recovery of an MMO junkie needs yeah, to get to. Yeah, that'll probably be the next one up. And then after that, I want to watch uh, Princess Resurrection. Mm, yeah, I know. There's a lot to watch because now the fall 2017 shows that have finally gotten around to their broadcast dub over the next month will be ending. So we can actually get to those. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of stuff. There's uh, the – what the hell is it called? There's uh, female Harry Potter with the red hair. What, what is that one oh, called? Oh, uh, Ancient Magus Bride. That's the one. And then uh, Kano's Journey, Kano's Journey 2017. Kano's we'll Check out. There's a few others that I'm blanking on. Yep. Oh, Junie Tyson. Junie Tyson, I really want to watch that. That seems like it's going to be interesting. Yeah. A lot to watch coming up in the next month or so. Yep. Which I you think... You tell Mozart and all I just saw was she dance ballet. Yep. Yep. He's waiting. He wants to use the TV. <laughs> we'll be off here in a minute anyway. Uh, I think we're actually tuning back on Factorio. We haven't played our, our game in a while. In a yeah, week or so. we... Uh... Well, that's just mostly because we've been busy with other stuff. Busy with other stuff. We're in the middle of a death world that's Which kind of the most undeath feel, world yeah, thing. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a death world. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of collapsed. It's a little weird. I was expecting way more. Yep. Which uh, maybe is a good thing because we're starting to get heat now, but mm-hmm. uh, it's not as near, nearly as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. Though the next session we do play, we're going to have to be on our A game because it's like we got to do like 50 things in the next 10 minutes. Yep. But one of those things that has to happen in the next 10 minutes is we need to eat, and I think we need to give Dad his chair, so. Oh, yeah, that's that, too. <laughs> I don't so think there's much else. Kaz, up. do you have any final thoughts? No. No. Uh, do you have, there uh, is Mo. There's uh, Daisy. Been breakdancing all over Kaz during the show. It's going to be an interesting <laughs> edit because I've got a lot of cuts to make. Daisy's Marcus kind of looks like an eyeball right now. I'm mm. the only one who sees that. Oh, I see it. Okay, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> From the side profile view. From the side, she, their markings look like an eye. <laughs> yeah. Okay, final thoughts. What do you have? Uh, food and food, stuff. Food and stuff. I don't think I have much of anything. So, until next time, don't choke the chocobo. Bye. See you later. Bye now. Bye.